WMQA. Hello and welcome to WMQA, the official podcast of the WMQ Comics website. I'm your host, Dan Grote. This week, we welcome back Anthony Marquis, who a couple months ago became the new owner and president of the Joe Kubert School of Cartoon and Graphic Design in Dover, New Jersey. Uh, he talks about coming up through the school as a student, a security guard, an events coordinator, instructor, and now being the man in charge. Uh, getting to know Joe and the other Cuberts and uh, his plans for the school and how he balances that and running Dewey's Comic City in Madison and continuing to draw. Uh, it's a lot of stuff, but uh, I would expect nothing less from Anthony. Uh, after our chat, I was inspired to write this week's Sunday editorial on uh, Anthony and the school and everything he's doing. So you can check that out over at WMQComics.com. Hey, speaking of, what is going on over at WMQComics.com? Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we are getting ready to celebrate the best comics of 2019. Yes, it is almost time for the WMQ Advent Calendar. From December 1st to 24th, we will run through some of our favorites. And uh, we've got some friends to help us out, but, uh, you know, we'd love additional help. Uh, if you want to evangelize for your favorite comic of 2019, write a piece about it. Write to us. Let us know at WMQgrams at gmail.com. Uh, but let's get on with the show. Here are me and Matt and Anthony. So, uh, Anthony, just a couple months ago, you became the owner and president of the Kubert School for Cartoon and Graphic Art in Dover, New Jersey. Uh, how long was this in the works for? Uh, it was it was a little bit of a process. <laughs> I don't like to get into too much of the detail of it, but um, it was something mm -hmm. that was in development. And um, I'm, I'm very happy with how it all worked out. Um, it's been a dream of mine to always be involved with the school and kind of oversee things uh, at this at this kind of a level. So it's it's been a great journey so far, and I'm very excited with all the updates and changes that we've made and uh, the new teachers and uh, some of the big announcements that we have coming up. Uh, it's just a lot of exciting stuff going on right now at the school. Uh, that that's awesome, and and you know, is it's, it's you know funny you mentioned just wanting to be involved with the school because you know almost for as long as you've been a student, you'd been you know employed there on on some level or another. Uh, you know, I saw that you had started there working there as a as a security guard way back when, and uh, I, I'm I'm curious uh, what what kind of action did you see as a security guard? The uh, you know so the the security position was a wonderful. Actually, one of my favorite jobs of all time. Um, I took the position mainly so this way I could have uh, extra access to Joe, Adam, and Andy, and any of the other teachers, but primarily to have extra access to Joe. Uh, Joe was always there Monday to Sunday, really, but uh, wow. as a security guard, I was there uh, Monday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so what I would do is after, after school is over, you know, I'd have to take out my position in the front, which was basically me just sitting at a drawing table uh -huh. and, uh, you know, answering the door if somebody came up to it. Um, but I would see Joe and I'd say, Hey, could you, uh, go over my roughs with me for a few minutes? And he'd say, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Come on in. And I'd, he'd invite me to his office and, uh, he would sit down and he had this beautiful drawing desk. Um, it was huge. And he would just slap a piece of tracing paper on top of whatever it was that I was working or any of the other students that would go to see him. And he would then just take his pencil and put magic on paper. <laughs> it, it looked so effortless and was so beautiful um, that it was both intimidating and inspiring at the same time. 
it was something really incredible to see. And uh, I'm very fortunate to have gotten to experience that. Um, I also used to work for PS Magazine or Preventive Maintenance Monthly. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that before. Oh, yeah. I remember, uh, we talked to, I, I think, talked to Fernando about it. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was a magazine that was created for the Army by Will Eisner. And it went through different iterations throughout the years until eventually Joe's production company at the school, uh, Telegraphics, uh, got the, uh, the gig for it. And so what the students or the people that were hired to work there uh, would go on to do is, for myself as an example, is I would draw the backgrounds. I also took that job on to get further access to Joe. Uh, so this way I could learn. It's like having a, a summer intensive working and learning on the job with Joe Kubert. And so I learned so much about just how to tell a story in three panels, forced perspective, uh, everything you can think of. Uh, but it was great, great learning experience and technical drawing. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, it was a wonderful time there. That, that's amazing, and and it's amazing that you actually had that that level of, of access and got to spend time with with somebody who is a legend in the industry. You know, it's it's like when I hear that that somebody you know uh, did time as like an intern or 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 an inker for Jack Kirby. I you know I just you know vicariously I am awestruck. <laughs> Joe, Joe was like that with everyone, though. I got to tell you, and I mean same with Adam and Andy and mm-hmm. any of the other uh, teachers or. Uh, staff members at the school, they were always available, um, mm-hmm. always willing to, you know, give the students their their personal time to work with them to help them get better. And that's something that I'm really proud of that still goes on right now. All of the teachers and faculty and staff are always available for the students uh, and always looking to help. And I think that that's one of the main reasons that the school is so successful and has so many people that have graduated and gone on to work in the industry is because they're always looking to help and make the students better each and every day. So I'm curious, you talked about Joe's uh, uh, table. Is that a family heirloom or has that been passed on to the school? Is that now as president your drawing? (laughs) No, no, no. That's a little bit too intimidating for me. Um, (laughs) I believe that uh, they're actually going to be opening a library and that that desk is being uh, shipped off to that and will become like a a centerpiece. Um, At the school, we've got a bunch of beautiful artwork and all sorts of great little tributes to Joe everywhere and everywhere. so uh, we've actually taken Joe's office, and that's become the new conference room. And we have a nice little tribute to him in there, and uh, really throughout the building. That's that's beautiful. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, you guys did. You know, there's a little there's a little bit of of, of pomp and circumstance that that you know went along with the with the change in ownership. You know, you guys held. Uh, you know, there was a ribbon cutting uh, at the school with the mayor and everything, and you know, as the the announcement goes up on on, on bleeding cool, and, and and you know, all these sites. You know, how did it feel, kind of, you know, being the 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 bell of the ball for a little bit? <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Uh, it was funny, you know. It was it was very nice. I enjoyed it, but you know, uh, it's something that I think the school 
should always have that sort of an attention to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not about me. It's not about right. me. Um, it's really about the school and what it does and what it does so well and helping the students achieve their dreams and really proceed and get into this industry that we all love. Uh, and it does such a great job of that. And I'm so proud of it. And I believe in it, you know, 110%. And um, I, I just think that it should get so much more credit than it even does. Uh, the impact of the school on this industry, uh, I don't think people truly realize how much it has done and uh, will continue to do. So um, I thought it was well-deserved for the school. For me, it's fine. I, I am not about the attention. You know, when you thinking about, I was thinking about this, you know, when you think about like the the ads that you always see in comics, you know, your, your hostess fruit pies, Charles Atlas, sea monkeys, trading cards, you know, mile high comics where it's just a page of like listed books and, and the Kubert school, you know, and and even, even today you still see ads for it. Uh, Like how did you, when, when did the school kind of first enter your consciousness? I was a little boy. I remember because I grew up in Tom's River, New Jersey. And okay. uh, down in Tom's River, the elementary school that I went to is called Eastover. Then there's also Westover, and then there's a few other things. So I remember saying to my dad after I saw an ad in the paper or the comic book and uh, saying, oh, it says it's in Dover. We live right here in Eastover. Uh, <laughs> let's let's go. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad being like, no, 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 no. That's like an hour and a half to two hours away. You're you're not going to that school at any anytime soon. I was only in like fifth grade, so I understand. Um, but uh, it was always in the back of my mind. And uh, later on, as I got a little bit older and I was doing a few different things, um, it's where I always wanted to go. And uh, it was it was wonderful. It was the best decision I ever made. Outside of you know my my wife and my kids and <laughs> you know all all the the real life type stuff. Sure. Yeah. That that is a very New Jersey thing uh, of of you know confusing towns because they have the same name. Oh, you yeah. know, it, it just it's a state that loves its home rule, but it doesn't love original naming. <laughs> no. One of the, one of the cool things I just want to mention on really yeah. quick, uh, you, you mentioned the ads. Yeah. And so um, I don't think it's. Uh, bad for me to start talking about this now so this is great but uh, we're doing so many cool ads right now um and they're going to be coming out but it's different than what has been done in the past so we have a wonderful ad in development with dc comics at the moment and it's actually a four-page short comic with superman and lois lane and dark side and they're all at the school <laughs> and uh, it's it's awesome it is just awesome. Um, we just did one for Dynamite that has Vampirella and the kids uh, from the Kubert School in it. And uh, that was really cool. And then we're in the process of putting together one for Marvel right now. And it looks like we'll be able to use uh, the Marvel characters as well. Oh, that's great. So they're tailored to each of the individual publishers. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I really wanted to try to tie it into the, to the different companies because I thought that that would be a really fun way to kind of strike a chord with the fans and and the people that want to get into this industry as well so without too much in the spoilers are you doing the art is it students alums or are, are, are we going to be 
blown away when we see, oh, wow, you got X to do that ad? Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to do the Superman one. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. I had to do it. It was funny. I was like, all right, you know, do I, uh, do I pass this one along? I was like, but you know, I really love Superman. I got to do this one. I think I got to do it. So yeah, I'm going to be a little bit greedy. I'm going to do the Superman one. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I'm actually staring at, uh, the the pre-finished pencils right now so it's, it's a little bit past a rough uh, but I'm going to finish that up I'm very excited about that I actually posted a little bit of a teaser on uh, my Facebook page so if, if you take a peek on there you might see it uh, so definitely take a little shot um, but the person that is going to be doing the Marvel one knock on wood mm-hmm. um I think everyone's going to be very, very happy. It's a, it's a big surprise. Ooh. Okay. Awesome. Um, and Tom Mandrake did the wonderful uh, Vampirella one. Nice. So we um, have them. Those will be sprinkled out throughout the year, too. So um, let's see. The Vampirella one, I think, is in December. Then you have the Superman one is in February, and then I believe the Marvel one is in April. Very cool. Definitely uh, look for those uh, going into uh, 2020. You know, uh, it, it, it's funny. You know, we we're, we're, we're talking about you know your your love of, of Superman and kind of you know coming full circle on that boyhood dream. Last time we had you on the show, you know, you were talking about how when you were like eight years old, you used to call like DC's offices and you would just talk on the phone with like Mike Carlin and and, and Chris Duffy. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you feel like? What do you feel like eight year old uh, Anthony would say if he you know could see you know what you're doing now? Where'd your hair go? And then um, <laughs> I think you'd be pretty happy about how it all works out. You know, I was just saying to somebody recently, um, I'm so happy with uh, my life in general. Um, I'm really blessed to be able to do the things that I do, um, you know, with the, with the comic shop and and uh, the Kubert School and, you know, the Kubert Art Store and being able to draw and do these different things and having the opportunity to know the people that I've gotten to know and my wife and kids and, um, you know, my family and overall it's just, um, I'm so happy every single day. And I know that sounds so corny, but I really, I really am like every day is awesome. Um, you know that song, everything is awesome. It's like that. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, but, uh, it's, it's just a great, um, you know, I knock on wood every day and I say prayers and I'm like, oh, you know, it gets a little bit scary sometimes, uh, but I, I love it. I'm, I'm really happy. And I would tell little eight-year-old Anthony, just, uh, it's all going to be awesome, man. Just keep on going and uh, enjoy it. And um, you're going to have, you're going to have a good go of it. It's great. What was, what was kind of the moment where you realized, you know, in the back of your head, I could do this. You know, I, 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 <laughs> which, which, which part, all of it. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess, I guess the, I can, I can, I can run a, run a school part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I think, you know, with, with all of it and this ties into it too, is 
I think um, you know there's a, there's a confidence level. It's not about being um, a know-it-all or being cocky or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. having you have to be confident in yourself. Um, I feel like I've always been uh, a little confident. Uh, I believe in what I'm doing, and I think that that plays a big part in all of it. Um, I wouldn't just jump into it if I didn't believe that I could actually do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it even started from when I was a student, where I was like, well, you know, maybe I would try things a little bit different this way. Or then, you know, when I started working there as a, you know, I did the um, convention coordinating. I was an mm-hmm. instructor mm-hmm. at the school for a while as well. So I've kind of had my hands in all aspects of the school business even. Um, and I've seen it all. And I was kind of like, well, I would like to try this or that. So it's just a, you know, and then tying in my career and regular comics and editorial and drawing and everything like that as well. And now retail. Um, I just felt I have a pretty decent understanding of comics. And I kind of feel I know what the companies are looking for and how to direct it to make the students get the best possible outcome. Um, and I, I bought into the philosophy of the school as a student. So I uh, basically just can, I feel like I can bring it out, post it out around and get people believing in it as well. I hope that answers your question. I was a little bit. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, was it a matter of, you know, I, I'm, I'm just trying to picture how this dream becomes reality. You know, had, is this something that like, you know, the, 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 the Coopers had approached you with or, or, you know, was this a pitch that you had put together uh, for them? Like, you know, I, you know, I, I'm not sure how kind of specific you can get to it. Get yeah, into no, it all, that's right. I mean, yeah. I've had a few times of having to tell this story now, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much, I have, I have a great relationship with the family. I've known Andy's known Andy for a long time now. He's one of my good friends, um, mm-hmm. and it's something that we would always kind of joke around about. Um, you know, we'd go out for dinner, and we would kind of discuss this kind of a thing every now and then, and it kind of started off originally as a joke. Uh, but we would have a lot of really serious conversations about it as well and how I would view the school and the business itself and, you know, what we would do, changes I would make, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, years ago. Um, and it just kind of would always build and build and build. And then eventually I heard rumors and I reached out and, uh, you know, I expressed a, a true interest in the, in the business. And um, it, it just it, it worked out. Um, and I'm very happy that it worked out because they were great. You know, they, they really believed in me taking over the business and seeing it through mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, they're still involved. Andy teaches there and he's also a member of our program advisory committee. Um, the family's great. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's very important that they're all involved as well. So mm-hmm. I, I try my best to keep that same feeling going. Um, what? Like when you say that you heard rumors, like what what kind of what kind of a thing? Oh, just that you know the the school might become available, or that you know they were thinking about stuff. So I said, all right, great. Well, let me just reach out and see what's going on. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty um, honest. You know, I, yeah. I I try to give as many details as I can without being overboard. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, no, yeah, abso- yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, certainly, we've had plenty of people come on this show, and there's always something they can't talk about just yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there was one time. Oh my gosh! So we had a we had a guest come on right before San Diego, and the episode wasn't going to go up until San Diego. So I was like, you know, I have a feeling that like sometime in the next seven days, you know, this creator is going to announce something. And, uh, and I'm just like, all right, let me, let me ask. I'm, and, 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 you know, I understand there are certain things that people can't talk about at certain times. You know, I, I, sure. I get how that whole thing works, but I was just like, so this episode's going to go up after San Diego. Is there anything <laughs> you think might be coming out in the next seven days? And and you know they 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 play coy because you know they have to it's their job but it's 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 a funny like the very next day after we recorded it, like some a new se- their like next series have been announced and I was like dope yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no I saw, I immediately sent Dan and I was like just see like well that's what they were hinting at <laughs> the important thing is we tried no <laughs> and you know it's so funny because like everybody wants to announce what they're working on or post yeah. different little things. So that's why you always see everyone on like their Instagram or Facebook posting weird little shots of stuff that yeah. is, you know, <laughs> dead giveaways. Uh, you just got to kind of stare at it for a second and you'll figure it out. It's like one of those pictures where you just got to back up for a second and look at all the different weird little images and it's just a sailboat at the end. And you're like, all right, that's what you're working on. The sailboat book. <laughs> what could I, what I can discern from this close up of a thigh yeah <laughs> that foot that could be i don't know <laughs> the flash he's running yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 but but it's a yellow foot there could be could be oh. a, a green foot oh they're doing green arrow there's no green arrow title wait, wait maybe it's green lantern damn it <laughs> exactly but that's what you want to do you want to get it out and about you want everybody to see it because you're ex- you know you work you're so isolated a lot of times when you're an artist you're just kind of working in this weird little bubble and you just want to get out there. you want to be like hey i've got this great secret and i'm always by myself and i can't <laughs> tell anyone so let me just try to sneak it out there just a little bit and let people get a taste and maybe they'll figure it out and i could play coy and have a lot of fun <laughs> Uh, there's there's a week till the solicit announcement. I can I can get away with this. I can get away with this. It's wonderful. Uh, I can tease this green kneecap. <laughs> um, I'm not even subtle with stuff. <laughs> like as soon as uh, I started drawing the Superman thing, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna post the Superman logo, and we're good. And then it was. Uh, I remember somebody posted something but they wrote yes but they put the s in between like two little slashes and it looks great and i was like oh wow i was like that's so smart so smart what a great way to announce it (laughs) i don't know just silly or like if i'm working on other characters i'm like i'm just gonna do a super close-up on his face where you can clearly see the logo (laughs) yep like G.I. Joe said, just hide in plain sight. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> um, kind of going back to your your, your history and, and the different uh, roles that you've had uh, in the school. You mentioned already being, you know, you were the events coordinator for a while. So, you know, I imagine you were kind of in charge of, of you know, the, the, the school's, you know, table at cons and things like yeah. that. Um, 
I, you know, I imagine, I also imagine, like, you know, when you when you took over Dewey's uh, a couple of years ago, you know, that all that experience came in handy when it came time to start, you know, organizing free comic book day and such. <laughs> you know, honestly, I gotta tell you, I yeah. think anybody can do anything. I really do. I really believe in it. I think you just, like I was saying, you just got to kind of, you got to believe in yourself. And I think you just kind of, you got to go for it. Um, Free comic book day, for example, last year, I mean, you you guys were there. We had 25 different artists. (laughs) It was basically a miniature convention outside Dewey's. And anybody that's been to Dewey's knows it's not the largest shop in the world. Um, I don't think that that's a a terrible secret that's being revealed. Um, But, you know, it's just a matter of organizing things and kind of putting it together. And um, it worked out great. But as far as, you know, the contacts that I've made in the industry, I mean, I've met a, a bunch of folks from when I was a student. Um, that's mm-hmm. when I met Lee Weeks um, when I was doing the convention coordinating position. And, uh, you know, I've become really good friends with Lee and, uh, you know, Riley Brown and then Tom Mandrake mm-hmm. and Jan Dersima and, all these wonderful people, Fernando Ruiz, of course, come on. Um, that guy's basically become a family member to me at this point. Um, and so, you know, all I do is it's, you just reach out and say, Hey, you want to, you want to come hang out with me for a little bit on like a Saturday in May and we'll have a great time, you know, have some food and Oreos. Don't worry about it. Just show up. And, uh, oh, the Oreos. The world's Dan largest will always be with the shop as long as that box of the giant tub of oreos is still there oh i love it so much um (laughs) you know we call it the world's largest bowl of oreos and there's always somebody that's like is this really the world's largest bowl of oreos (laughs) and then i I have to tell them that we accidentally dropped the world's largest bowl of oreos (laughs) and it broke so now i'm just using these plastic bowls i'm really sorry (laughs) It's still a lot of Oreos, though. I'm really proud of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not going through that whole Guinness rigmarole, okay? <laughs> I don't, hey, I don't yeah, know if you guys... You want to put out the world's biggest roll of, roll of Oreos? Go for it. <laughs> here's, a little, here's a little trivia for you. Sure. I used to be a member of a Guinness World Record group. Uh, we were... <laughs> this is hilarious. Um... I don't know if you guys remember, but a few years back on Broadway, there was a show called uh, Spam-A-Lot. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> so I was a member of the world's largest coconut orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So for Spam-A-Lot, we all had to dress up in these uh, lovely outfits. I, don't, I think I was like a, some sort of an English police officer. <laughs> And uh, we had these coconut halves and we had to just basically clank them together to a song. And the Guinness Book of World Records was there and they marked it down and we all got little cer- little certificate things that said they were a part of the largest coconut orchestra. Um, but I do know that the record was broken a few years ago in England, I think. I'm pretty sure it was in England. And uh, now they have the world's largest coconut orchestra. So I'm no longer a Guinness world record holder it's very sad very sad but but for one shining moment <laughs> i think i'm gonna put that on my resume <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you don't have enough things to go on there at this point and then, hey, well, that's look, the man, the linkedin end. is a competitive uh, place <laughs> like put a little asterisk at the bottom also former guinness world record holder coconut orchestra <laughs> 
um you know seeing uh seeing you guys at uh at new york this year you know y'all had a fairly big uh, footprint in artist alley i I, i'd say you know because i remember seeing you and dan parent fernando uh erica schultz all kind of in fairly close proximity probably a few other people that i'm not thinking of off the top of my head uh how much does a show like that or or any con uh that you guys may set up shop at you know act as as a recruiting tool I think it's a great opportunity to use as a recruiting tool. Um, it's able being able to get out in front of people and speak to them on a personal level. Uh, I think anytime that you can get out in front of someone and see them face to face, eye to eye, and really talk with them and get to know someone, I think that's always a wonderful way of engaging, uh, you know, a potential student um, or however they want to become involved with the school. Um, a lot of times, you know, text messaging and phone calls are great, but there's never anything better than actual one-on-one interaction. And so being able to attend all these conventions and get out in front of people is just a wonderful way of doing that. Uh, this year we have a very aggressive schedule of going to conventions. Uh, as of right now, I think we're up to almost 14 shows that we're going to be attending. Um, with It looks like it's going to be even more than that. Um, so we're going to be on the road a lot, traveling and getting to know people and preaching the good word of the school. It's awesome. Uh, uh, you know, apart from, apart from that con circuit, you know, what are, I guess, what are some of the more common ways that you guys are, are recruiting students or that students are, you know, or do you find that they're mostly kind of coming to you through applications? Um, we hold two different open houses a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also much more engaged in our social media than we were prior. Um, we're really trying to get out there in front of potential students as much as possible. Um, creating different events at the school as well. We're going to be having gallery showings that are going to be coming up. It's the first week in December. Uh, that Thursday, I believe it's the 5th without looking at my calendar. Um, you guys are more than welcome to attend. I would love to have you out there. Uh, we're going to be displaying different artwork from uh, the instructors, and we'll also be able to give tours around the building. Um, so we're going to be promoting that soon. Uh, lots of different stuff is just going on, and we're trying to get out in front of people as much as possible. But our social media um, advertising, it, we've been going after uh, much stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to many more high schools or different uh, events, getting people out and about, trying to meet with them one-on-one, like I was talking about before, and doing the conventions. I mean, we're, we're really hitting all of that as much as we can. We're also doing a lot of invites with different uh, local schools and bringing them out to the school. So this is where we can give seminars to the art teachers and teach them kind of what we're about so this way they can talk with their students about the school. And um, hopefully that leads to an increase in uh, – students excellent um you know and then uh, you know kind of the other side of the coin you know what what is the pipeline from the school look like you know you got the the big number you guys tout on the website is is you know 90 percent some percent of 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 graduates land land jobs in the field you know obviously the most important thing is 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 you know self-determination and and work on the part of the graduates themselves but, you know, where are, where are you seeing a lot of these students, you know, going to, you know, going on to from the school? You know, it kind of goes all over the place. Um, I always tell, I was just uh, talking about this earlier today. It's not just in comics, okay? Mm-hmm. I think that if you go into this just 
thinking that you're only going to do comics. Um, it's not a great mindset to have. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the great things that we do get is we have about 14 different companies that come out to the school for third years. That's when you graduate is after the third year, just in case any of the listeners don't, don't know the school is a three-year program that's accredited and taught by professionals for aspiring professionals who want to get into the industry. Uh, the, by the industry, it means commercial art. Um, so that covers animation, it covers advertising, it covers graphic design, it covers comic books, magazines, all the different facets of the industry that you could think of. And so it's not just comics. Um, and they kind of just sprinkle out into everything and see where, where they feel the most comfortable. We try to gear it towards them, uh, especially going into their third year, finding out what they're really wanting to do and kind of giving them a stronger focus in that goal and directing them to where they need to be. Uh, we also have uh, an in-house uh like a job locator for the students to try to help them find additional work in case that, you know, it's not working out that well for them in the beginning, but we always go after uh, jobs to try to find ex- extra work for the students. That's excellent. I, I'm curious. I, I might've been grouped under some of those other categories you said in there. Do you do stuff with video game design as well? Or is that a sort of different beast? It's a little bit of a dif- different beast. Um, we do have a strong uh, digital concept art uh, course that we teach. Um, lots of digital art classes that we, we, we're doing right now. Um, so people can utilize that. Uh, but that it's something that we're also looking to overhauling a little bit as well at the school is doing something with a little more like video game design uh, because that's such a booming booming uh, job market right now. And I think that would be very wise of us to get involved with. Hmm. Um, how has has what is taught at the school sort of evolved along with, you know, the, the, the various industries that it kind of serves as a feeder for? You know, it's, it's nice that you brought that up. Um, we have a program advisory committee uh, it consists of a bunch of extremely talented and well-respected individuals, uh, such as Paul Levitz, uh, Karen Berger, uh, Joe Rybant, oh my goodness, uh, Mike Martz from Aftershock Comics. Um, I mean, Andy Kubert's on that, Nick Napolitano of DC Comics. Um, I mean, it's, it's a laundry list of everyone that you would want to have on an advisory board, and it's sure. incredible. <laughs> But what they do is when they come in, we discuss all the different avenues and what we need to do to keep the school up to date as much as possible to ensure that the students are learning all the different facets of the industries. And so what we do is we take a very proactive approach to finding out all the new programs, uh, all the new technologies, all the new sort of art-related courses that they need to be taking and try to implement them into the into the regular curriculum. So mm-hmm. anything that's new and coming out, we're looking to insert into the courses. Uh, so we're always trying to pay attention to that. Uh, and then, you know, th- at the same time that, that you know, you're, you're 
stepping up in, in, into the role of president. The school's also added a lot of, of new faculty in the last couple of months, correct? Yeah, we added Amy Chu, who's absolutely incredible. So she covers business, uh, the business courses. We also have Lisa Wu, who teaches mm-hmm. uh, business courses for the second year. Uh, Taylor Esposito, who letters pretty much every book that's out on the stands <laughs> right now. Um, so he's teaching the le- digital lettering as well as production. Um, we also have Erica Schultz, who's now uh, teaching the writing courses at the school. Uh, she's written for everywhere that you can think of. Um, and then we also have uh, John Hazard, who's teaching uh, Animation One. So we've brought in a lot of new faces, and we have a lot of the classic faces as well. And uh, it's, it's a really great time at the school, and we're looking to create something even better for next year as well. So we have a, some really big announcements that should be coming out in December and January. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, has to make sure that uh, we're on the press list there. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be a real game changer. It's really, really exciting news. And I'm sorry to, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, can't put it on a, on a, the record right now, but I'll yeah, tell no, you I got after you. waking no, up you. Yeah, J- just make sure we're on the press list, and we'll be good for whatever comes out. It's great. I'm so excited. So excited. Um, the, uh, the 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 business courses that you mentioned with you know Amy and Lisa and everything, you know, uh, I'm first of all, they always kind of been part of it because you know, gosh knows, you know, kind of working with 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 obviously you know the creative fields, you still want them to have that 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 you know business background and also kind of understand those 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 parts of the machine you know the 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 financial parts and even like the pr marketing parts like i know lisa you know has worked in in comics pr for quite some time right now um you know do you find is that are those sort of are they requirements for the students or are you know more electives oh no it's a set curriculum so all the students have to take that those classes um it is so key to just have a basic understanding and a, a very good understanding, I should say, mm-hmm. of the business aspect of this all. Because um, at the end of the day, it is a business. You know, um, you have to understand how to negotiate a contract, um, how to just how to file for your taxes, how to send an email to an editor to, to say that you're interested in a job and you want them to look at your portfolio. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the really basic type stuff. Um, so they have done a wonderful job of it. Even just teaching simple things like how to increase your social media uh, presence to get, you know, uh, more looks at your work and how to develop a a proper portfolio. I mean, really great stuff. And this is still, like I'm saying, this is just the the tip of the iceberg of what they're teaching. And it's, it's incredible stuff. And Amy has been so proactive and wonderful with bringing in special guests for just for even her class. And, um, you know, for example, Karen Berger is coming in tomorrow just to speak with the business courses. Um, I mean, that that's awesome, you know. And that's one of the things, too, that, you know, not to go off topic a little bit, but one of the other things that I'm really proud about that we've done at the school so far is we've created these master classes. I don't know if you've seen anything about that at all. I think, yeah, yeah. Lee, uh, Lee Weeks gave one recently, correct? Yeah, so Lee Weeks comes out every month, and uh, he teaches uh, a master class and gives lectures as well. And then we also just had Klaus Jansen came out. Um, at the beginning of the year, we had Joe Prado, Maria Sinapo, Mike McCone, 
Um, it, it was awesome. Marco Santucci. Um, and it was funny, the photo that was posted, um, it was only a few of the people. But then what you don't know is that sitting in the audience was also Tom Rainey, uh, Andriana Mello. I mean, it was awesome of all the different people that came out and were just, you know, donating their time to the students and giving back to this to this business and this this medium that we all love. It, it was incredible. I mean, it's been great, and we have even more incredible folks coming out to to donate their time and to help. And it, it's just a it's it's an awesome energy right now. It's great. You know, it's it's a heck of a thing. And, you know, you're listing all these names. These are known quantities in in comics. You know, Lee Weeks. You know, didn't he? He just won an Eisner like out of two years ago. Whenever Batman Elmer Fudd came out, you know, is it is that how important is that? As, a as a marketing tool, and B just as something to show students that you know this school walks the walk. I think it's important, but you know, all of the people that I'm mentioning, um, mm-hmm. they're all good people. They're all good teachers. Mm -hmm. They're all good listeners. And they all want to help more so than anything. And they're wonderful at their jobs. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's such an incredible thing for the students to have and to take advantage of and to learn from, you know, because it's not only just those, those guys and, and women, you also have the regular staff at the school where you have Tom Mandrake and Jan Dersima and Fernando mm-hmm. Ruiz and Kim DeMulder and, I mean, just incredible talents that are teaching there. Um, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I, I just hope that the students and, and the people that are taking a peek at this uh, understand that, you know, the Cuber School offers, I think, the best teachers in this field anywhere. I will put the teachers at the Cuber School up against any other school's teachers when it comes to this type of business and uh, courses and curriculum. Um, and I don't think that they can beat us. It's great. Um, I mean, I, here's one other thing even. Yeah. Um, DC Comics no longer sends editors to schools. We have a DC-specific portfolio project that is given to us by DC Comics. So that is overseen by Andy Kubert. So what he does is he comes out and he Mm -hmm. works directly with the students on a DC portfolio specific project where they have to draw Batman. Oh, it's such a hard life. They have to draw Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And um, what we do is at the end of the year, those pages are now going to be taken back to DC and distributed to the editors. And hopefully the editor sees some of the, some art that they enjoy and they can hire some of the students to do some work. So, I mean, there's so much stuff going on right now. It's absolutely incredible. It's fantastic. Um, you know, to the to the degree that you can talk about it, you know, what are what are some things that you feel like you want to accomplish long term? Long term at the school. Let's see. Definitely keep on carrying on the legacy of Joe Kubert mm-hmm. and keeping his dream going and building upon it. I think that that's very important. And what I mean by that is that I would like to build the school up even more, increase the number of students, maybe even increase the number of locations, uh, spread it out across the country, maybe the world. If if I I don't (laughs) want to get too ahead of myself, I figure if the art Institute can do it, why can't I? Um, 
you know, I think that it's such a great time in this industry. Um, you know, people are always like, oh, but the numbers on uh, Superman and Batman aren't that great. I go, all right, you can say that. But what you got to remember is it's not just about Superman, and Batman and Spider-Man. It's also the book market. Book market mm-hmm. numbers are huge. OK, so you need to think outside the box. It can't just be the same thing over and over again. And um, I just think it's a great time to get into this business and to help expand it. Absolutely. You know, it, you got to stop looking at Spider-Man, start looking at Dogman. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but yes, the numbers on uh, Dogman or um, Captain Underpants, things like that, they're huge. They're monsters. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) When I was at Dynamite, we used to laugh because, you know, we would put out uh, Grumpy Cat comics. Uh And so the periodical numbers were never overly uh, going to blow you away, but... When you would put it in the collected edition and would go through Scholastic and you get into the book fairs and the libraries, numbers are huge. Absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, we were on the show. We were talking about you know how you manage your time as, as a shop owner and, and, and as an artist. Uh, obviously, the, the game has changed, uh, you know, 12 months later. I imagine a typical day now is very different from a typical day in 2018. You know, what, what, is, what is kind of your, your day-to-day like now that you're, you're running the school? Let's see. Let me see if I can get – I'm going to try to give you like a real rundown of my day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm usually up around 5 or 5.30. Um, I'll try to sneak into my office and start drawing, um, have a little bit of coffee, then uh, my kids usually get up around 6 o'clock. My wife will get them to start brushing their teeth. I'll make their lunch and breakfast. <laughs> we get them dressed. I get dressed. Um, then uh, we, we go. We, it's very important to us that we drop the kids off at school together. And so wow. we'll go and we drop the kids off. Come home. I get all my stuff together. Pack it up. Head over to the school. Um, usually we'll have some sort of a quick meeting in the morning to see what's going on. Um, my days are literally loaded with, uh, with different meetings and phone calls, but I'm usually drawing at the same time. So that, that's kind of funny. Uh, I talked to poor John (laughs) at Dewey's to make sure everything's going all right, or I'm trying to look at different numbers as well on my computer. Uh, check out the ordering FOCs, uh, initial orders. So I'm trying to take care of that at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, still drawing and then, um, you know, running around and then really I kind of pack it up around uh, four thirty, five o'clock, head back home, uh, still doing tons of email. And then, uh, you know, if I have to do different little things like this, you know, it's usually around uh, eight, eight thirty um, and then try to draw for a little bit. And then I go and watch uh, some TV with my wife and we call it a night. Because by around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and since I, I have a certain degree of investment after my, my years as my home away from home, things at the store remain chugging along. Store's doing great. You know, there's um, <laughs> one of the things I have been kicking around is actually expanding Dewey's into a Dewey's too. Ooh, um, Tui's. Yeah, yeah, Tui's. That's wonderful. <laughs> Tui's Comic City. Um, 
and bringing it actually uh, to a second location at the school. Um, I always flip-flop on it. <laughs> you know, I, I love the location where Dewey's is currently, and um, I just think it has so much charm, and it's such a great shop, and I don't know if expanding it would actually water it down a little bit, and I just, I think, you know, never say never. Yeah, no, I, you know, no, there's definitely value it, and there's ways to, you know, maybe one is, is themed to, to, I don't spitball in here, standard superhero fare. Maybe one is a little bit more kind of friendly to that book market crowd. There's all kinds of things you could do. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's, um, not that you were soliciting advice. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of... <laughs> no, yeah, no, look, hey, look, I'll always <laughs> chit chat and see whatever ideas anybody has. Um, that's the other thing. I think getting into any of these businesses, you always have to be willing to listen to people. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you go into it thinking that you're, like I said, you can't be a know it all. Um, so you always got to be willing to listen to everybody in the room because mm -hmm. nobody's idea is really better than anyone else's. And if it sticks with you, great. If not, you move on and you go on to the next one. So I'm always willing to listen to different ideas. That's great. Um, so ultimately, you know, you went to school for illustration. You've got a background in art and editing. Now you're running two businesses you know, how did you kind of prep yourself for, for the business side of things, you know, these past few years? I think it's just paying attention to how everybody else run, has run these really successful businesses. You know, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked, and what I think could make the things that didn't work, work. Um, it's paying attention, listening, um, taking on good advice. And um, having a great support group behind me, you know, um, like I, I, keep, I always talk about my wife, Jackie, she's, she's great, though, because it's constantly, you know, poor, poor woman, I'm just constantly driving her insane, um, coming home one day being like, hey, so uh, what do you think about a school? Um, you know, but, you know, we, we always bounce off the ideas off one another and make sure that it's, it's the best decision uh, for everyone. But, you know, it's just as far as business goes, it's just having a good understanding of the industry itself and um, working towards it. You know, look, anybody that goes into business, there's risk, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. um, I'd rather I'd rather risk something than not do anything. So you, you got to take a chance as well. Sure. Uh, now you did mention that, you know, you're still on top of all of this, you're, you're, you know, you're still mobile Cooper schools going out there doing shows, you know, you're out there tabling, uh, as an artist, uh, you know, I think I saw today you were scheduled for motor city comic-con next May in Detroit. You know, is there a part of you that, that worries at all about being, you know, this far away from your various nests or, you know, at this point, is it really, you know, is it all just part of the, the life of a working comics professional? I have to say I've been, uh, it's very blessed, very lucky again. All of these, the businesses themselves have <laughs> wonderful staff, incredible staff. At Dewey's, you have John, uh, Tom Bush, who's absolutely awesome. Um, he's been there for so long, so smart, <laughs> really knows how to run, run the shop um, wonderfully. Um, I think very highly of John. Um, and then with the Kubert School, it's got absolutely awesome staff of people. 
led by Carol Thomas, who's the director of the school, and Mike Chen, who's the assistant director. And I mean, from top to bottom, it's first class, first class place. Um, so I am never worried that if I have to step away for a weekend or a few days, that anything bad's going to happen. And also, I am constantly on my phone or text messaging or checking my emails to make sure that I miss absolutely nothing because I would go absolutely insane if I didn't know everything <laughs> that was going on. So, uh, what are, what are the, what are the odds a year from now, if, you know, if we're lucky enough to have you back on the show a third time, uh, you'll have bought dynamite comics or some other publisher. <laughs> It's funny you say that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to scoop. Everyone look under your chairs. <laughs> well, no, you know, one of the things I would like to do is um, I would like to, I think, self-publish. Well, I can't call it self-publish, but publish books um, from the school. Um, I think it would be a great opportunity to give students some of their first work and kind of build out from there. Um, do creator-owned books. Um Start small. I'm not looking mm-hmm. to chop down any uh, redwood trees right out the gate, you know. Um, but just kind of get stuff going. Quality over quantity uh, would mm-hmm. be my motto, and it, it kind of is. Is I just want quality, um, good stories, good art, and start small. A few titles here and there. Hopefully, people like it, and then kind of build out from that. Um, and I would, I think that that could be something very cool for the school to do. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Um, we are going to be starting up a new production part of the school. Um, we get a lot of requests for different sorts of work, and I think that would be a great way of giving students some of their first jobs as well. Get them really jumping into the field as much as possible. Uh, that sounds great. Um... So uh, as we're kind of winding down here, you know, for anyone who may be interested in enrolling at the Cooper School uh, or, or just want to know more about the school itself, you know, where should they go for more information? Sure. I mean, it's really simple. You just go to www.cubertschool.edu. Um, it has all the information that you could ever want. It breaks down the entire curriculum, all the courses for the three-year program. Um, and I mean, it has the application. It gives you a virtual tour. It has You can if you want to call the school, you can call the school. It's all listed right there. Um, so definitely go to kubertschool.edu. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, just look for the Joe Kubert School or the Kubert School, and you'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, if you want to look into Dewey's Comic City, you can go to deweyscomiccity.com, um, or you can follow Dewey's on Instagram, Facebook, etc., where we're always updating what's going on. Um, and then if you want to know a little bit about myself, you can... Find me on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just look for Anthony M. Marquis. Um, just look for the bald guy with big eyebrows. It's very easy to find. You'd be surprised. <laughs> but just touching back on uh, the school, we're also on social media, and we're always trying to update all of the going-ons at the school. Um, we're always posting videos or different interviews with some of the, the teachers, um, some of the guests. So we're always having something fresh go out there. So people can kind of get a little bit of a glimpse into what's going on. 
Awesome. Uh, Anthony, it was a pleasure to uh, to have you back on the show. Uh, very much looking forward to seeing this uh, Superman uh, ad that you're working on and, uh, and and everything else that's happening over at the Kubert School. It's going to be awesome. He fights Darkseid right in the front of the school. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show again, and I hope that we can do this again. Absolutely. And I, be- I better see you guys at Free Comic Book Day this year. Oh, you know it. <laughs> we'll save the date. Awesome. Thanks, guys. That's it for this week's show. As always, you can listen to WMQ&A on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at WMQComics.com, where new episodes move Tuesday mornings. You can support WMQ&A and WMQComics.com at Patreon.com slash WMQComics. For just a dollar donation gets you early access to episodes, the ability to promote your work on our site, and a customized bonus reading column written by our own Matt Lazowitz built around the character, creator, or theme of your choice. And if we hit $10 in monthly donations, we'll start a new project, either a second podcast about the DC animated features, a deep dive retrospective on James Robinson and Tony Harris's Starman, or a manga for beginners feature. Uh, big thanks to our existing patrons, Steve Morris from Shelf Dust, Charlie Davis from The Young Ones Podcast, Robert Secundus from Docs Talks at XavierFiles.com, and Scott Madrinsky from Mojoswork.com. You can follow WMQ Comics on Twitter and Facebook, and you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel P. Grote and Matt Lazowitz at MattLaz1013. Not a fan of social media? Sign up for our weekly Q newsletter, which gives you the best of WMQ every week in your inbox. Finally, and most importantly, check out WMQComics.com for all your comics news, previews, reviews, interviews, and plain old views. And we'll see you next time. W-N-Q-A. W-N-Q-A.